Hello and welcome to the 108 podcast. I'm Amanda. And I'm Raquel. And we are the Type 1 Together Girls. We are stripping down life with type 1 diabetes from two people who live different versions of it every single day. Please remember Type 1 Together does not give medical advice. We are only sharing from personal experience. And (laughs) I'm excited to be back. I loved listening to Amanda and Danny's episode last week. (laughs) It was not the type one together girls, but Danny filled my shoes well. So <laughs> thank you for doing that. That was fun. Yes. It was a fun little little pillow talk episode. So I am in Dallas still. I came here for Thanksgiving. That's where I'm originally from. Um, I thought I was going to be here for a little less than a week. And I've stayed for like two weeks now, which is crazy. Um, so if you're watching a video of this, you'll see that. Well, no one's going to see this part, but but there's a different background behind me. Um, So, yeah, I shared about this on Instagram a little bit today, actually, but my grandmother passed away, um, and it's been quite the few weeks now. It's just been a lot of ups and downs. I was very close to her and my – I mean, I'm close to all of my grandparents. I'm really fortunate to be able to say that she's the first grandparent that I've lost, and it – has been harder than expected. Um, I grew up right around the corner from them and I would go to their house every Sunday night for Sunday night dinners, we called them, with my whole family, all of my cousins too. And so, um, yeah, it's hard as everyone knows. This is something that we all go through at some point. So what's been really interesting about it has been my blood sugars. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you get to a point where you feel like you understand how to manage diabetes somewhat and I kind of feel like in any situation I can figure it out and I can but the reaction in my blood sugars and my whole body from everything has been very interesting um I definitely was not getting a lot of sleep like just the stress Mm -hmm. of it all and I wasn't eating normally I wasn't very hungry and when we were eating it was all the random food that people bring over and I was not exercising, really just no routine at all. And so, yeah, my blood sugars were just so weird, like just always double arrow up or double arrow down. And it was like there was no in between. And when it was in between, it was like very stubborn at like 160, 170. Like there were days where it was a pretty straight line, but it was like, it's not going to budge. And I think that that was just the stress in my body. Like that's what it kind of felt like, like it was holding the number there, which I was fine with, you know, I was trying to stay somewhat steady, but it's been hard. Like the ups and downs and the blood sugars make you feel worse and all the emotions and just everything together is a lot. And so uh, it's been really interesting. The last couple of nights I've slept through the night, which has felt so good. And my blood sugars immediately got better. And that is just such a big reminder of how much sleep impacts our numbers, like more than I realize on a daily basis. So uh, I feel like that's even more important for parents to realize because kids' sleep schedules are always so different. Not always, hopefully, but often. So yeah, that's kind of what's been going on. And I'm going back to LA tomorrow, which it should be good to get back into the group of things. So thank you, Amanda, for stepping in and being on social last week (laughs) and just taking care of everything. I really, really appreciate it. Of course. I'm so sorry that you and your family are going through this. Um, There's 
threads of blessings there, right? Like for sure. It was as as much as it sucks to lose someone so close to a holiday, there's also like the tiniest silver lining that you guys were already all together. Yes. And that your grandmother went being able to like see her family. Yeah. That she created all together, mm-hmm. even if she didn't like visually see you guys all at the same time, like just being a- aware that that's what was happening. Like I sometimes think about when I'm old and gray and like watching everything I've created yeah. and just being aware that like human beings are living life to the fullest and it started with me. Yeah. So I hope that gives you a little bit of peace to think, think yes. about that. It does. It's, there's a lot of beauty that comes from this or any time that I've lost someone in my life. Like it really snaps you back into that realization of, wow, like life is so precious. It's so beautiful, which we get daily reminders of with diabetes, I feel like. Mm-hmm. But um, like you said, like we all impact each other so much. And when you look at someone like a grandparent, it's like, I am literally here because of them. Like that is just so yeah. crazy to think about. And yeah, it just makes me want to keep doing the things that I love. And I don't know, it's it's definitely a good reminder in some ways. But I also was just thinking about like, grief from a parent's perspective if you have a child with diabetes like how hard that could also be because I was of course like always basing a lot of my decisions off of how I felt like my treatment decisions my dosing decisions but you know it also made things harder because whenever Mm -hmm. I was already feeling sad and emotional and tired on top of that I felt super low or super high and like that just adds to it all but yeah I, I guess I'm curious like if you have gone well I know you've gone through some tough times for sure but like it doesn't have to be losing someone but like just how it's like I I don't think I would have had (laughs) the capacity to also do it for someone else like I was dealing with it and I was doing it for myself but I think there's just like a different challenge there not necessarily harder but different in doing it for your child during that too yeah I will say we have not had such a significant loss where it feels like I can barely function because, excuse me, all I'm doing is grieving. So I haven't had to deal with that and diabetes yet. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sure that, knock on wood, I of course don't wish this, but I'm sure something, I mean, it's life, like stuff happens. Um, But I mean, one thing I will say, like as I thought you were going a different direction with that at first. And my thought was like, this can sound very dramatic to anyone who has not gone through it. But when your child is diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, it feels very similar to Mm. somebody you love passing away. Yeah. It's very, very similar. It is heart-wrenching. It's like the life, the future that you saw that you were anticipating is just pulled out from under you like you never get to like return to normal you have to figure out a a way to like live your life differently you know um so that's an interesting thought that I actually hadn't thought about like grieving that while simultaneously learning how to be an entire human organ (laughs) 
for yeah. another human. <laughs> like, Which is why we're, we're trying to create these resources to make that easier because, yeah, like how do you make those decisions and learn and just figure all that out while you're going through so much? Yes. No, I think that's a yeah. great comparison and different, but it makes sense. Like I also, like I had been in a seven-year relationship. I think I talked about this a while ago, a long time ago. And even when I left that, like it was such a grieving process because then, you know, yeah. someone who was in my life every single day and then all of yeah. a sudden is not, even though I was the one who ultimately ended things, like I've had a lot of similar feelings, I feel like in the last week or two, obviously to a different extent, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Life is so weird. <laughs> it is weird. It is weird. It's very, <laughs> it's very fragile. It is. It's like you, yeah, it's weird to just be like trying to get back into work and do all the things. But I've had a lot of feelings of happiness today, finally getting back into it because I do love what I do so much. And I love what we've created so much. And it's really refreshing and exciting to have something to come back to that I want to be doing. Yeah. And that makes me feel so fulfilled. Yes, that is such a good point. I actually said to Danny this morning, I was like, you know, it's so great is I'm super excited to work today. And as much (laughs) as I loved being a NICU nurse, I still had that all too familiar feeling that I think most of us feel at one point or another where you have a pit in your stomach and you're like, I don't want to go. Yeah. I don't want to go. And I would get there and get into it and loved my coworkers and loved those teeny tiny babies. Like, oh my mm. gosh, those there was nothing more important to me than 12 hours of saving a one pound baby's life. Like it's yeah. so special. But it still didn't like erase that just like anxiety about having to go into work and then today like feeling this sense of this is so fun and exciting and it's filling my cup it doesn't drain me was so special and a special realization and in the same thread of talking about managing your own blood sugars or managing managing your child's blood sugars and dealing with grief I'm a huge proponent and a big believer in there's when when things in life happen that you have literally no control over the only thing you do have control over is how you react yeah and so i'm so big on letting the grief happen being gentle with yourself giving yourself all the love and support and the resources that you need and also pushing through the discomfort mm-hmm. so like I gave myself some time. I set up boundaries after Hattie's diagnosis. I needed to be alone. I really was like not willing to bend for anyone else. And that is what I needed. That's what our family needed. And then I got to this place of like, okay, I don't necessarily want to start bending for other people, but I do want a a version of my life back. And so then it was like, now I'm going to force myself out of the house, even though it's freaking scary. Now I'm going to force myself to go to the grocery store and leave her behind with someone, even though it's freaking scary. Mm -hmm. And in doing that, you begin to like really heal and grow and move forward. So 
Yes. I love that. That reminded me of my grandfather. Shout out to him. He's definitely <laughs> going through it right now. So I'm going to yeah. give him love by sharing this. But he always has told us since we were younger, like his saying has always been like, all of life is about adjusting to situations. Like he would just always tell us that whenever things are hard. And it's true. Like no matter what's going on, you just have to adjust and push through and figure out, you know, the only way out is through, especially in this kind of situation. So it's interesting because I really believe diabetes has been the bigger, biggest teacher of that than like anything else because you're constantly adjusting to every single diabetes situation that comes up and it's created this fluidity and flexibility in every aspect of my life because you just never know how things are going to go with diabetes and they Mm -hmm. go a certain way and you adjust and you figure it out and you try something else and you keep moving forward you know and that's just such a great lesson for everything in life and it I feel much more like able to just go with the flow and like go where life takes me and figure it out no matter what's in front of me because I have those literal daily lessons from diabetes. And with diabetes, you have to shake off the stuff that doesn't make sense. You have to forgive yourself for the days that don't work out as planned. And you just explaining that and like bringing your grandfather. I love that, that sentiment of like adjust to the situation. Like, yes. Danny is a sweet angel. And for my birthday, he got me a staycation one night away at this adorable boutique hotel in San Diego in the neighborhood that he and I very first lived in when we moved in together when we were like 23. And um, I, yeah, got like a full 28 hours totally solo. And it was amazing. And I, of course, was getting blood sugar readings, but like I trust him. He's got it. And, you know, like <laughs> they, it was a tough day. It was a tough blood sugar day. It was okay. double arrows up and double arrows down. Mm-hmm. And early in our journey, that would have bothered me. It would have frustrated me. I would have constantly been checking in. I would have felt like, oh, if I was there, I this wouldn't happen. But enough days have been under our belt where I know that sometimes those days happen regardless of how hard you work and doing all of the right things. And so I wasn't even thinking about it. Like my friend came to that part of town. We went out and had drinks and he at one point was texting me and he's like, I'm so sorry you're getting all these alarms. I really didn't want you to think about diabetes. I'm like, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) I love that for you. Don't worry about it. (laughs) I trust you. You are diving in. You are like the most amazing husband. You are working hard. Like it's not a big deal. And he had said to me that it was definitely one of those days where if he gave her 10 grams from a low, she was just stubbornly in the 60s and wouldn't come up. So he'd give her five or eight extra and then she'd skyrocket to 300. Yeah, And then he would give her a unit to bring her down, which is not even enough to bring her down from 300 usually. And then she'd plummet to 55 in an hour. Like it was just one of those days. Yeah. And then the next day when I was home, he showed me the graph when we were laying in bed at night. And he was like, see how pretty this is? Because we were she was almost 100% in range from the time she woke up to like bedtime. And he was like, I did literally everything the same today as I did yesterday. I'm like, I know, hun, you don't have to like prove anything to me. I know how this goes. Like, I I almost wanted to like shake him and be like, let it go. It's okay. Like shake it off. You know, it's not a big deal. Yesterday. It takes a while to learn that. Yes. 
yesterday sucked. Today was better. And I think it was really helpful for him that he was basically managing sugars both days Mm -hmm. to prove to himself that it wasn't like his fault. The the tough day was his fault. And then, oh, Amanda comes home and she fixes everything because I I still didn't like really grab the phone when I was home, you know? Yeah, that reminds me. Rob House, some of you might follow him on Instagram. He's going to come on the podcast at some point. He has his own podcast, Diabetics Doing Things. Check it out. Yes. Um, but he said this quote years ago that I will never forget. He said, like, I'm going to say it wrong probably, but something about how normally the definition definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. But with diabetes, it's like the opposite of that because you can do the same thing over and over again and you will get a different result. <laughs> yes. And it's so true. And what you said earlier about just being able to let things go, like sometimes we try so hard to figure out what the why is, like, why did she spike that higher? Why did I go so low for that? Or, you know, this worked yesterday. Why is it not working today? But sometimes it just doesn't matter. Like you just got to fix the problem and move on. Like it can be beneficial to figure out the why, but you're not going to know the why a lot of the time. Yes. So and I, I think it. so. No, I think the only way to get here where you and I are at mm-hmm. is when you get to a place of understanding your child's trends, you're c- super confident in your insulin to carb ratios. You understand when those 42 other factors are contributing to changes and swings in your child's blood blood sugars. And you get to the point where you're like pretty consistently in the time and range that you want to be. That's yeah. when it's super easy to just shake off a tough day. Yeah. You know, this is kind of like similar to the reel I made last week where it's like, I don't know, I just shake it off and move on because I know that a higher time and range and our normal is coming back. But if you're in the thick of things right now and you feel like you don't understand anything, like we're we're not trying to gaslight you, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's so true. You know, yes, yes, yes. it took a long time to get to this point for sure. Yes. And um on that note, stay tuned for something very exciting in 2024 that Raquel and I will be bringing if you guys are seek eager for some help to get to that point. I'm so excited for 2024. It's going to be a big year for type one together. So stick around. Okay. So we were going to chat a little bit about CGM arrows. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. They can be really helpful and also tricky sometimes. So why don't you start off this conversation, Amanda? I think you had some good points to share. Yeah. So we're choosing to talk about this topic specifically. Wait, before I get into it really fast, I am just going to say that this is another short-ish episode. Raquel is going to get back to being with her family. So if it ends around the 30-ish minute mark, don't be surprised by that. I should have said that at the top of the show. Sorry. Yes. Um, Okay. So I actually recently got a DM from a mom who's got a two-year-old newly diagnosed type one. And she was asking me something about like um, how I got numbers on my watch. And basically the conversation led to me figuring out that her care team, one, did not explain that he, as the two-year-old, needs his own Dexcom receiver or his own phone 
to like get the numbers directly from his Dexcom that he's wearing and that she can use the follow app to then get numbers to her phone. And I just want to like make sure that this is out there for any new listeners, like that you're aware that that's that's how it is because I cannot imagine how scary and suffocating that must feel to think that your phone has to be within 20 feet of your child forever. Like there's a way around that. So if you're listening to this, DM us if you need more clarification on that. But she and I were talking more about that and she's like, wait, this is such a game changer if I can watch and especially if I can see the change in the number every five minutes because I was explaining how on the sugar mate app it helps pull in the blood sugar numbers to the face of your watch mm-hmm. which really is what changed our management so much and it helped us go from like a 75 to 80 to 80% range to like 85 to 90% range yeah. because i didn't have to take my phone out and go into the app i can literally just flick my wrist and see what her number is and then the change from the last five minutes in blood sugar. So in that thread, we are going to talk about the arrows on Dexcom. Do you know, before I get into this, do you know if the Libre has arrows similar to Dexcom? I believe it does. And the Medtronic Guardian also does. Yes. Okay. So like one arrow up and two arrows up. I know Medtronic does for sure. I know Libre has some arrows. I'm not sure if they have the same number of arrows. Okay. So one thing before I get into all the specifics, if you take anything away from this episode, do not base your decisions on the arrows. Base your decisions. Not the arrows only. Yes. 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 Only. Base your decisions on the change in the blood sugar number every five minutes and the speed of that. So what I mean by that, when Hattie was first diagnosed, we didn't really understand that. First of all, I didn't know that you could turn your phone sideways and then scroll over all of the dots and you could see what each dot's number was. I didn't know you could do that for the first few days. Then I figured it out on accident. And so we really were going based off arrows and she was super volatile. Her sugars were all over the place. And so what was often happening is she was plummeting from like 220 or whatever. She'd suddenly go double arrows down, 180, 150, whatever. And in our state of panic and my state of postpartum brain and like just trying to learn everything, we would go, oh no, she's double arrows down. What if it doesn't stop? So we'd give her an applesauce or whatever. And then it would still be double arrows down the next reading. So we would panic and give her another applesauce or like bites of berries or whatever. And then like, let's say the next reading would technically be slowing. So it'd be like, she was 110 and now she's 100 and that's that's slowing even though it's mm-hmm. a drop of 10 it's no longer a drop of like 30 or 40 right yeah but it would still say one arrow down so in our brains we we're like she's still crashing like she's never mm-hmm. going to stop 
you know, until yeah. we see that arrow change to right or up. Mm-hmm. So then we give her more. And then yeah. suddenly she has 20, 25, 30 grams of carbs. And yeah. really she only needed 12 or 15 mm-hmm. to save that drop. Yeah. So then she swings back up and then we fall asleep watching her skyrocket to 300. Yep. And then it's just this never ending cycle of yo-yo back and forth and she feels terrible. Her behavior is crap. A two-year-old's behavior being super shitty is like the most challenging thing when you then have to like hold them down, jab them with needles, beg them to eat something, you know, it's just a mess. So that's my whole spiel on arrows. (laughs) Especially with lows, like with going down on Dexcom, it's kind of a known thing. I think that there's more of a lag when you're low, but yeah, it can be so confusing. Like Amanda said, when it says you're going down and then the arrows stay down, but the number goes up or levels out. It's just, I don't know. It's a weird Dexcom thing. Uh, But with going high, it's the same problem. I also try to pay attention to the actual curve of the line. Because sometimes you can tell when it's like starting to go more to the side instead of up or down, which is really helpful. Even if it's just slightly, you can tell. Um, but yeah, I think you already said this, maybe not, but that on sugar mate, it will tell you plus four, minus four, or no? Yes. Okay, yeah. So that's really helpful. Same thing with the sugar pixel, which is that thing that sits on your countertop or whatever, and it gives you the blood sugar reading. It looks like an alarm clock kind of, and it'll have plus 10 or whatever it is which is so helpful. So yeah, I mean, arrows can be insanely helpful in making dosing decisions, but you have to look at the number and the rate of change. So yeah. And it's tricky because like before control IQ or auto mode for Omnipod 5 started before that was a thing and I was doing all of my own manual adjustments, I would often look at the arrows and be like, okay, I'm double arrows up. I need two units to stop that rise or to bring it back down depending Mm -hmm. on how I had like a whole formula, but it's also so important to remember that the pump is doing a lot of that adjusting for you. So if anyone's like me and they go in and they just put in units still, uh, just keep in mind that like the pump's also already doing stuff. So, and what you're saying about the lows and not over treating is even more important when you're using something like Omnipod or Tandem or Medtronic. They all have this feature now where it suspends when you're going low. So Now Mm -hmm. we need even less food when you're going down because the pump's already been suspending for 10, 20, 30 minutes trying to stop that drop. Mm -hmm. And so it's so much easier to have that crazy spike after a low because you didn't need that much food. But, and we maybe have talked about this too, but like parents especially, and I know I get this way even when I'm babysitting younger kids, seeing that double arrow down is really scary. And in that yeah. moment, a lot of times you're just like, I want to do whatever I can to just get them out of that double arrow situation. So you give them a lot and learning the patience and the calmness around seeing that will without a doubt change your overall time and range and A1C because that is literally how you get on the roller coaster is from yeah. overtreating a low. Yeah. We had figured out every kid is different, but we now have kind of a sixth sense with Hattie and her arrows mm-hmm. where if it's more like like i still panic if she just dropped from 120 to 80 and then yeah. i've given her something and the next number is 60 or yeah. 55 like no i'm still pushing a ton of stuff i'm not waiting for that 15 unit 
or 15 grams to kick in because we know that Dexcom has a 15 minute lag of what's actually happening. And yeah, it just, I'm not willing to like mess with it. So I'll give her something extra and watch and check a finger prick at the same time. Um, But if it's like 150 down to 110, so a 40 point drop, and I give her something like 15 to 18 grams, I'm going to, I'm going to wait for the next one. And if the next one is uh, 90, so a 20 point drop, that's telling me that that sugar is already working because we went from a 40 point drop to a 20 point drop. And even though the 20 point drop is a big one, that's still half of what the previous drop was. So the sugar is very likely working and 90 is still a safe number. So I'm going to, I personally would wait one more time and I very likely will see a drop to 80 and then a drop to 75. And then maybe I hand her one apple slice and then she comes back up to 85 and she sits between 85 and a hundred until the next meal or snack. I totally agree with all of that. And yeah, I don't want to make it sound like I never just give myself a bunch of food. If I'm 50 double areas down, you know, I'm just like, I don't care. I'm just going to keep eating and eating. And at that point, sometimes you just feel so hungry and it's like, yeah, I'll go ahead and dose some insulin as soon as I know that I overtreated. Yeah. Um, It's just not, it's not a one size fits all, but it's taught to us as a one size fits mm, all Yeah, because it's so complicated and because every person's body is so different and because most pediatric endocrinologists and endos in general and CDCESs do not have type one themselves and or don't have a type one child themselves. And so they are literally doing, they're telling you what to do based on what they've read in textbooks and what the studies say. But think about it. Studies are only presented as the collective like median Mm -hmm. of like, you know, all the, all the study figures or whatever. Wow. I'm... (laughs) No, you're, I get you. <laughs> I definitely went to school for a science education. <laughs> but you know it's what I Monday. mean? Yes, 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 I do. Um, where it's like, if you put it that way, it's like, okay, the studies show this, that's great. But that also means that like, if they decided 15 grams of carbs works, half of the people, five grams of carbs probably worked and probably the worked. other half of the people like 18 grams of carbs probably worked so yeah i don't That's know so true. just <laughs> take it with a grain of salt no this is medical <laughs> advice blah 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 blah, blah. yeah <laughs> okay cool um well i think we're gonna wrap up in a minute i realize i didn't really ask you if you had any updates that you want to share and i'm so sorry <laughs> is oh, there don't. anything else you wanted to share <laughs> no don't be sorry i No, there's nothing big. Okay, cool. Let's do a roll call then, now that I'm back. Okay. I am 114. Hattie's 160, right after making sugar cookies with her cousin, Yo-Yo. So fun. I want to make (laughs) it. All right. Well, thanks everyone for joining and being flexible as we've had some shorter episodes, but I'll be back soon and we'll be batching up some more full length episodes for you so if there's any 
um, topics that anyone wants to hear, especially as we're approaching more holidays, let us know. And yeah, rate, review, subscribe, all the things. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Nope. I think that's it. Just stay tuned. Okay. We've got we've got a lot of big stuff coming up, you guys. So exciting. All right. See everyone soon. Bye. Bye.